0: Welcome to Style Section the Wise Guy podcast. I'm Dan and I'm Sheila and we're cl- I know it's painful to say but we're coming in on the end of the first story arc in the history of Wise Guy. And yes, I'll say it, the first story arc in the history of television. Again, no show had ever formulated itself around a story arc. Oh, there would be two-part episodes. Sometimes there would be even a three-part episode, and there were miniseries. But the whole concept of the story arc, invented by this show, and this was the first one. It's kind of amazing, yes. really.
1: Well, and it comes together with a bang.
0: Does it ever? <laughs> Woo, doggy. Like it's
1: it's it's um at the same time as it's brand new. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I've been thinking I watched these two right, and yeah. I just want oh, oh, what is it? It is almost you know, I wish I could say it was almost the end of an era,
0: <laughs> kind
1: of of you know, but it's not, but we'll talk about that as we go into the show yeah, the two the two- the two different parts, uh, particularly, I guess. Uh, a contract's a contract
0: a deal's a deal a deal's a deal that's it yeah uh uh we'll, we'll talk about that one because it's an episode i always refer to as one of my favorite episodes but at the same yeah. time it has its issues uh, oh yeah
1: yeah well we'll 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 get we'll, to we'll that get i mean there there are problems with it that are that are outside of there are problems with any show from the 80s and the 90s and the rest of it um, outside of their construct. Of course. Right? Uh, as a show. Because as a show, it is pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an as, excellent it's as story. It's good as they get. It takes you, it keeps you going, it everything. So let's yeah. let's talk about the first one.
0: Yes. Prodigal so you- Son, which, you know what? We actually have a lot of familiarity with that title for, you know, reasons. <laughs> it's good kind enough, of nice. have nothing.
1: to do do with with wise guy
0: but uh if you're only listening to us for wise guy we also cover a lot of uh serial killer related television maybe go check out us talking about two seasons of prodigal son sadly (laughs) looks like the only two seasons of prodigal son but you know oh that's still trying to deal with that oh yeah, well, I
1: tell you, it's still up there. and it's, it's,
0: I mean, it's still got a chance, but that's not what we're here to talk about. No, uh, <laughs> no, no. We're here to talk about Prodigal Son, which opens with us meeting uh, Carlotta Terranova for the first time, finally. Uh, you'd think she would have been somewhere in the pilot, but she wasn't. We just heard about her a bunch, and we've heard about her, you know, more than a few times. Her disappointment with her son and her... Uh, feeling shamed because her son became a mobster instead of living an honest life. She is a very, very old-fashioned woman. And let's face it, uh, definitely 100% where Vinny's uh, rigid moral code comes from.
1: Yes, there is no question.
0: (laughs) There is no question this woman is the origin of that. And you kind of feel sorry for him a little because it's like... A, a a big part of why Vinny is the way he is and what he goes through is he was raised by his mother fundamentally with this really rigid idea of right and wrong and so many things about this show are him learning how the world actually works and how nothing lives up to that uh the, the idea white. of the black and white world of morality That he has had held for his whole life is like, this is what, yeah, this is what everything is supposed to be.
1: Yes. And unlike, unlike his brother, the priest, (laughs) who you think would have that black and white mentality.
0: Yeah. Pete is much more in touch with the real world. He is. And he may not not like it, but. No, but he, well, and that's the thing. Uh, Vinny, for better, for worse, has lived a cloistered life. Because he was he was a regular kid, but once you get into law enforcement, you've gone from your mother who told you, you know, that the world is incredibly, it's incredibly to know, easy to know who's right and who's wrong, and the world is a simple place of black and white, and then you find yourself, and I mean, it's why he became a cop, but then you find yourself in another environment surrounded by people who say and feel the exact same thing. Right?
1: Well, it's... But, yes, I mean, you could have called him in some ways, you know, the the, the typical Italian
0: mama's boy. Oh, absolutely he is.
1: You <laughs> know, no question. I mean, you watch this thing and you just go, oh, oh they
0: all are, though. Lord. I mean, at, we, so is Sunny. Like, that's the thing, as we learn yeah. in this episode. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, the episode opens with her getting mugged. Uh, her getting mugged and getting knocked over and having to be rushed to the hospital. So then we cut over to Vinny and Sonny, and Sonny is doing some uh, casting couch nonsense with a woman who wants to be in the uh, the stage show. Because, you know, everything is power and sleaze in this uh, world. Uh, 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 Please? Uh, 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 uh. What?
1: Oh, yeah, that's in the first one. Yeah, yes. No, no,
0: no. There's more with the to stage say. show next week, is why I'm confused. That was a little confusing for you.
1: No, no. I, I, I do remember. And it's just like, you watch this and you go, yeah, but this is how it went.
0: Yeah. Oh this, my. The God. completely. You want to be in
1: the band?
0: Exactly. Right. You know. You have to sleep with the man. Light out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just like that's one hundred percent. It it just feels accurate and it's for women. Treated, yeah. I, oh yeah, for women, and it's treated so incredibly casually by the episode, and ahem, sometimes for men too a couple of documentaries about Lou Pearlman you might want to watch.
1: Oh well that's that's for the rest of the people.
0: Yeah. I'm well aware of Yeah, uh, no, no. I don't know. I am just saying people think of the casting couch as, you know, male uh, producers preying on uh, emails? uh women, but uh, there's there's more to well, it. Well,
1: our our audience, our audience is made up mostly of criminal minds fans
0: it's true so we, they you know, they 100 I mean, know our our about own, this you
1: know they have to know about this because it's a casting couch problem or it's not casting couch no, no sexual it's still harassment. industry related um sexual male on male sexual, sexual harassment. harassment
0: exactly it's not and uh, it was, it's not a surprise
1: oh i can still remember and it was always going on one of my one of these guys that i um, Knew in when I was at first year university, when I was at Waterloo, right? right? And he was talking. And he was talking about what his brother had to go through to get, you know, this, you know, a place on this radio show in the CBC, right? Jeez. You know, yeah, our casting couches are casting couches. And they've been around and, Yes, women. Well, and the reason you only know about the female casting couch is that it—that's acceptable.
0: Yeah, and has been acceptable. Men being the victims of sexualized violence is one of the biggest taboos in society. Right. Yeah. Uh, Like men don't
1: get raped and men don't get assaulted and men don't get—I mean, it's all part of the ideas of masculinity, but what i 'm saying, when you look at this right there's no question that it 's a big problem
0: oh absolutely
1: it it always was, and mm-hmm. it is one of the things that we were so upset about by the but the eighties was already beginning the backlash what are you going to do but anyway we'll get into that some other time but yeah this is um, also, but yes. it's just it's it's, it's
0: a it great way a... to completely in passing just in in just total passing you know it's not focusing yeah. on it at all just show yeah every level of this is corrupt and exploitative and the funny part is uh this idea of casual harassment of women and exploitation of women it's gonna come back in a form that I don't think people are necessarily expecting, and that's the biggest hint I'll give you.
1: Yes, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll it definitely get to
0: that. definitely comes up later <laughs> in the show. So. in the show, yeah, no, oh, no, exactly right, and so it's kind of exciting. But anyway, we'll get there. Uh, so anyway, Vinny gets the call. His mother, right? His mother has been uh, hospitalized. He has to take the helicopter and rush back to the Bronx in order to see her. And so he goes to see her, he wants to go to see her, but of course she sure as hell doesn't want to see him. Although I think we know that she actually does because the first thing that happens when she wakes up is she's incredibly happy to see him there and then immediately remembers she's supposed to be mad at him. Well, and uh, yes, but that's the leave. way
1: it's supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I... he's a criminal and the only way to get him to stop being a criminal is to shun oh, yeah. him, basically. To
0: exactly. bring him
1: back to the fold. Oh, yeah. And we'll see her pull that one later on, too.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it. Carlotta is one of these fascinating characters. But yes, I, I think the biggest thing you always say about her is that, that she is the foundation of Vinny's um, guilt. Yeah. You know, in the end, because some of all these things, no matter how you slice it, because he, he cracks up. You know, and it's because all the things he's done is mm-hmm. against this moral code that he was raised with and he shouldn't be doing, except that he's doing it for the government. So, therefore, it's okay. Which exactly. is basically what Carlotta says. The minute she finds out he's working for the FBI, then it's okay.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk about that in a yeah. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, that's the end of the episode, but people have already watched it, so it's not like we're revealing things. Uh, But yeah, no, it's interesting the way you frame it because that is at the key. It's not the actions themselves that have any moral, uh, you know, that have any moral value. It's why are you doing these actions in her? Yeah, it's
1: your intention. Yeah, it is not the actions themselves. Yeah, and I could I could go on and on and on about Christianity and the concept of <laughs> intentionality, but this is not a uh, theo- theology podcast. podcast.
0: <laughs> it's, it's come up intention. more than once, but you're right; oh. it is not a theology podcast.
1: Well, no, it comes up periodically, and this is one of the ones where it is. It's the intention. Yeah, that that determines ultimately in so many cases. What is right and wrong of course which which then leads us i mean it's no you went from Thomas Aquinas and his whole issue of intentionality and his whole theological recon well theological use of intentionality to what we have today, which is um the totally non-religious idea of everything is relative, yeah, you know it's not a far cry to look at the Western world you know and 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 find out most of these ideas that are supposedly secular have clear religious roots if people want to go back and find them there yeah. are pre- precursors and the precursors are in christianity and then they the precursors then go back to judaism and the precursors go back to the the ancient world yeah. uh early ancient world but now, let's get back to finney
0: yes absolutely let's get back to finney <laughs> So he can't see his mother, so of course he goes to talk to his brother about the situation because uh-huh. he can talk to his brother about anything and of course he's conflicted and he wants to tell her, but he knows he can't. Like, it's it's all very solid stuff because he does he's facing the very real possibility that his mother's gonna die thinking he's a criminal. Yes. And like, the most vital thing for him is how his mother feels about him. And like, that's the key thing. Yes. And he, and the weird part is, right, there is a level to which he's doing it for her. Like, cause he can, he rationalizes that he wants to reveal it for her sake because she does have heart trouble and having a son who's a wise guy is incredibly stressful for her. Yes. Right. Because not only does she have all of this guilt for having failed as a mother, but she get has the, how do I put this? The, um. Uh, uh, the the constant scorn of the community. Mm. Right? Well, part of the community. Part of the
1: community. <laughs> and then
0: the other half of the community that makes her feel even worse are people who want to treat her better because her son is a uh, connected guy.
1: Is connected, yeah. Yeah. And we and... see, that's what we see that this world has done for and to Vinny. Yeah. And it will continue.
0: Yeah. And over then, and that's the, the three thing. years it's like he comes back he comes home and he wants to find out you know who who beat up his mother because let's face it Vinny always goes to violence and revenge first yep. like that's that's his first instinct that's just who he is as a guy but you know what he's a cop that makes sense that's just how cops are so i'm not saying it's unusual but that's or also why he
1: became a cop instead of a the reason he became a cop, cop instead, instead of, a of Sonny's best friend when or they were kid. kids and doing golden gloves um is because of his mother
0: well so also he they can were do
1: the revenge and the violence and everything else he can do all of those things yeah and legally and with his mother's blessing
0: as we are now finding well it. and i think that's part of it because it's like if you want to do good in the world he's obviously a really smart guy you know he went to he went to fordham he got a university degree he could have, and I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, Good what's the motive?
1: University, Good Catholic university,
0: by Ca- the way. Yeah, of course.
1: Good Catholic university. Well, and I Don't think the kid yourself. Is, I,
0: as if he wasn't going to go to a Catholic <laughs> school. Come on. Uh, but what I find interesting is, like, he could have just become a lawyer. He could have just joined the Justice yeah. Department for real. But he wanted to do the FBI. And when he was offered, right, when he was, uh, when he was offered, This unbelievably risky, unbelievably high-profile job, he jumped at it. So it's like, there's ego there, there's, you know, wanting to indulge in violence there, like, there's... Because who who immediately signs up for this? Because we're going to find out, I mean, and this is key, it's not like Vinny has some tragic backstory to do with the mob. He has no, no, like, he has no personal stake in this it's just they're the bad guys and he wants to be the good guy and i find that very interesting
1: oh well no it is particularly when we get on later on to the story about his father and everything else right yeah like when we see him reacting it's always this business of that that pull Mm -hmm. that pull between his mother and the world yeah right i mean it's a well, anyway, we'll get to all of those things. Oh, as there's we a lot more along. episodes
0: about his mother. Yeah, she's yeah. There's she's a lot more, a good and, and dozen it, episodes <clears> of <throat> the show. So there's going to be. I plenty mean, it, of chances it,
1: it, to talk we, we should not be surprised that Vinny has not gotten married. Oh God, no! <laughs> you know, because no girl would ever be good enough. Measure up to his
0: mother. Yeah.
1: And measure up to his mother. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. Got to measure up to the mother, and the mother no no woman no woman is going to be good enough of course so not. hey you know that's it i mean it's not the only um cultural structure that 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 does that i'm not saying that it's peculiar to italians it's not but in this case you see it the one son has become the priest so yeah. he's off limits to other women yeah and then you've got then you've got vinnie the baby yeah. the
0: and there's baby a big the gap
1: between, um, Pete Peter and, and, uh, and
0: yeah, Vinnie. he's like five years older than Vinny, four or five years old or something like that.
1: Yeah, so yes. that's that's a fairly decent gap.
0: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and so. and yeah, as you're right, he's the baby of the family, the you know the the first son who gets given to the church and the second son that they put all of their hopes on. Yeah,
1: well, and so- sometimes it's. It's, you know, the youngest son that goes to the church. But, you know, it's it's six of one, half dozen of another. One of the sons has got to go to the church. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, okay, at least back in those days. I mean, because you're still looking at these guys are in their 30s. Yeah. Right? So we're still talking coming out of the 50s and 60s. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, Vinny is, I think he's 30, 31 in the pilot. And there is like the... Yeah, the the timeline of Vinny's life is never really mapped out clearly in the show. And it's one minor issue because it's like, okay, he got out of high school. He went to Fordham. He gets out of there at 22, starts looking for a career in law enforcement. And then we know that he spends, you know, a year as a crook before going to jail for 18 months, bringing him up to age 30, 31. So there's this whole, like, five years in there where we don't really have a good idea of what he was doing
1: well i suspect he was a criminal for long well first of all he did have to go into training at the fbi Yeah, no, but i mean training at the fbi
0: is like two years there is like two years there for the kind of job but that's about
1: two years and i suspect he spent more time as a criminal criminal than than i'm
0: estimating yeah that is entirely possible
1: yeah and then he spent more time building his cred and getting caught yeah you know because because you got to get caught but you can't look like you're trying to get caught not yeah. always as easy as it seems <laughs> yeah. you, can't, you know i mean it's not like he could have gone and stood in front of a jewelry store window and thrown a rock through it
0: no exactly because you, you have know, to look like you're a competent gonna... criminal
1: yeah he's got to have 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 created this whole whole
0: um yeah a whole identity right? as a criminal so you're he right, has he two years to, yeah at I least think, of doing that and that is something that the show doesn't really play up they many times act like you know, the start of his criminal career. And this is something that I think a modern version would do more with. The idea that he was a criminal for like four years before doing the going to jail part, completely setting the cover, and then getting into the Steelgrave organization.
1: Yeah, because he still is Vinnie Terranova. Yeah. And he still went to Fordham. Like, exactly. none of that is erased. So, he they know he's smart. And as as Harry... The hunch says you're too smart for this Yes,
0: you're business. too f- smart for this line of work. Yeah. You <laughs> which know? is kind of true. Yeah, like, uh, generally, you don't, and that's something about, uh, it's why Vinny makes such a good criminal, is yeah. because there was a time, right, at which the only real opportunity for advancement, right, in, was by getting into this kind of a mob organization for a clever guy. Like you couldn't go to I mean, if you're an Italian American, it's not like they were welcoming you at the high end universities. Right? It's not like they were welcoming yeah. you in the banking. If you want if you were a smart guy and you wanted to make a buck, there was the mob. Or, you know, politics, which was just another mob. <laughs>
1: we we even all the know politics was even the yeah. politics though was more the more the arena of the Irish. That's true. Or the I mean in terms of these these are now we're talking about immigrant groups who come who are disparaged who are the rest of it they can't do anything right they can't get and then they become accepted and then the next wave of immigrants is the ones that get get downtrodden and then yep
0: you know Cause there was the Irish the and the Irish picked on the Italians then the Italians picked on the people came after the Italians largely you know uh, largely the Jews. Right and well, no, so but the
1: Jews have always been there too.
0: They know? have always been there too, but I there mean, were just a lot of Jews coming. Did,
1: do the yeah, alienists. You know,
0: that we did, but you got to remember there was a huge influx of Jews from Eastern Europe fleeing pogroms. Yeah, right after the Jews who were originally there, and those were the ones who got persecuted against. There were all yeah. of you know your Jews who had become part of polite society, and they the, they in many cases led the persecution of the new poor jews coming from the uh coming from eastern europe it's kind of a horrible situation really
1: yeah we don't want yes we don't because (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that's a whole sunday show
0: yeah there's a whole movie about it called uh uh an american tale uh about a which is just all of the horrible stuff that happened to the jews in a children's cartoon about mice
1: yeah, you yeah you should go see it.
0: <laughs> American Tale. and then he becomes a cowboy in the sequel, and it's not really um yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the point is, like this is the society, and the show does yeah. a good example of that because both you have the people who uh, would shun away from him because he's a gangster, but then at the same time you have got the guys who understand the way this uh this city works, and you know pay protection every month you know, who every month pay a $150, $200 fee to Paul Patrice in order to keep running their businesses in his neighborhood. But and we Paul get... Patrice is not taking care
1: of them anymore.
0: Exactly. And that's what I, I really enjoyed that little thing. It's like nobody, like Paul Patrice is so focused on becoming a legitimate, you know, guy and having all of his businesses and, as we'll learn in a later episode like having a place on long island where he schmoozes with bankers but it's like no one's actually doing the protection work that the protection racket is supposed to be all well, about Well, he's
1: forgotten where he came well what he has is he's yeah. forgotten who got him where he is today yeah and that's the best that's way to That's what at he's it. done and and it is so typical of people who get too big for their britches yeah. or too big for their boots however you want to put it. And then they, you know, and then they will get their comeuppance, you know, that's the idea. But yeah, it is the case, you know, you get, you know, too many country and Western songs and a whole (laughs) stack of other ones that will talk about all of that. You know, when you go live the high life, they don't really like you forget it. You know, pick me up on your way down.
0: (laughs) No, oh, and it's um, really interesting in yeah. this episode because you see how difficult for his, it is for him to now function in what used to be his neighborhood because he hasn't lived here in a while.
1: Oh, at least 10, 10, 10 12 Close
0: years. Close to 10 years. Yeah, well, he would not come 12. back, he ought, yeah, but he wouldn't even her. come
1: back because and visit his mother because his mother wouldn't have him
0: exactly so So he never came back well no he does come i mean he visits pete from time to time quite obviously
1: yeah because he has to go to confession
0: exactly right he's not gonna miss confession yeah exactly pete knows everything so he can go and talk to pete and he does come back to visit pete but he hasn't seen his mother really in years right that's right and so these whole changes to the neighborhood now things are a lot tougher it is open territory there are gangs operating out in, like youth gangs operating out in the open and there's no mob there to keep the people safe anymore. So mm-hmm. it's, it, so we get this whole great scene with no dialogue of Vinny, right? Chase it. Uh, right. Uh, Vinny chasing some guys who we saw hanging out at the laundromat. And he's like, these look like shady characters. I wonder if they can leave me, you know, uh, and yeah, he know. watches them commit crimes and he's like, follows them and he, he sees the guy who likely, likely ripped off his mother, and he sees it paying off, and then they see them get into a car, and he drives off, and he can't follow the car, and he's all unbelievably ticked off, and he's frustrated that he couldn't uh, catch the guys. So then we get a call from uh, Sonny, who's like, quite reasonably, uh, hey, why aren't you at the hospital?
1: Yeah. It's well you know good, i've really been tracking question. down
0: the guys yeah i've been trying to track down and, it's like... <laughs> and i i loved uh and i love Sonny's response there which is like you're never gonna find the guy who did it like how would how would you ever do that and what does it matter just uh just find some random you know punk on the streets and beat, him, <laughs> beat up. him up you'll feel a lot you get it out of your system <laughs> and then get back to work which is, you know, that's not bad advice. It's not terrible advice. Uh, but I did love that line. And then, of course, we get the big reveal in the episode, which is he's, uh, he calls up Vinny and tells him, come on down. Uh, come on back. I got a, I got a car because you got to deliver something waiting downstairs. And it's the car that Vinny was chasing all day. <laughs> it's, it's a good reveal.
1: It was it was it was a stunning reveal the very first time.
0: Yeah, the first time you see it, you're like, oh. Yeah, and wow. the fact
1: that 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 Sonny is taking advantage of Patrice.
0: Yeah.
1: Of Patrice's unwillingness, but you know, like it, this show, like you could have just made a show about Sonny and Vinny. Oh God, yeah. And Patrice, and and sort of this this move or a movie, right? <laughs> it would end oh, up yeah. being a movie. Probably. Right, um,
0: well, and I, I can see the key it, part right? is right, so at the same time, we know Paul Patrice is out to get something. we know he wants, oh yeah, he know we know that he thinks that that Atlantic City shouldn't is be his, its own territory,, no. and it should be folded into the to his operation. We've known right from the start that that's what he wants, and he's got Sid there to try and make that happen any way he can, and this whole time. We've just watched, all we've done is watch Sonny be frustrated and having to deal with Sid, and now we find out that Sonny has been working angles on this the entire time, and he hasn't even told Vinny about it. This whole time, he's been working a plan to, and it's kind of a brilliant move, because uh, Pat has organization, he has money, he has legitimate contacts, but the street likes sonny sonny seems like a guy from the neighborhood sonny doesn't forget where he's from sonny treats everybody with respect sonny takes care exactly of his people when something wrong happens and that's what i love about this because you get this wonderful scene where you realize oh so things are actively getting worse in paul's territory because sonny's making them that way Like, he's actively encouraging people to commit street crimes and whatnot in that neighborhood so that people will become, uh, it will look like Paul can't handle his own business and people will start to turn on him.
1: And And when Sonny comes in to help?
0: Yeah. And then Sonny comes in? And that's the thing. It actually, having him show up at the hospital and get seen by everybody is another really good political move for Sonny. Yep, Because it's like, look, I'm looking out for just poor old women who get hurt in this. You know, Paul Patrice doesn't show up. Paul Patrice does eventually send a specialist to see Carlotta after he finds out about it. But the fact is, Sonny was on top of it. Yes.
1: Sonny was paying for everything. Sonny Sonny called a surgeon to pay for everything even before Vinny got there. Vinny
0: got there. (laughs) Like the hospital was all taken care of. And you get, of course, her refusing the drug, uh, the blood money, I said drug money, the blood money, you know, it's like, and so you, again, establishes who she is as a person, fundamentally, because she finds out that the bill's being taken care of, and she absolutely refuses to be a part of that, right? Well, she doesn't
1: want to be any of the fancy schmancy stuff.
0: Yeah, well, and she has virtually has
1: a heart attack.
0: Yeah, just because she, yeah, just because. To get out
1: of there, like, she is To get out of the room. She is so black and white so you understand and what a little
0: manipulative black and white a, a and let's face it okay in unbelievably passive aggressive in her manipulations of people i mean <laughs> well, she yes. really is sick she really does have a heart valve problem but she also uses the heart valve problem to get what she wants
1: well exactly a, no no she's a no, great no, no, character no. but that is how women Women survive not just there, but yeah. uh, we, we're we're getting a a lesson in patriarchal politics now this is how women survive in the patriarchy, yeah with very passive aggressive by
0: behaviors. managing well, wow, by managing emotions instead of force,
1: yeah, you yeah. know the only problem is is that men then expect women to ha- handle all their emotions,, yes. and so as the patriarchy is falling apart. Men don't know what to do with their emotions because women are not necessarily willing Doing all to of that feel labor for anymore. them, yeah. feel their emotions for them, yeah. and tell them how they're supposed to feel.
0: Well, it is fascinating it's a, because it's historically, complicated. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, but the patriarchy decided, okay, well, this is strength. Men are of value because they don't have emotions. They think rationally, blah, 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 blah. But of course that's nonsense. Yes men have all those emotions they're just being trained to hide them and as you say let their intimate partners do the emotion thing for them Yes yeah and of course now we have generations of men And then under you the blame and then
1: you blame the women for being emotional
0: yeah. it And is therefore a fascinating you say situation. that they're
1: and then you say that they're incompetent to run businesses and run anything because, because they, right? they have <laughs> emotions
0: unlike men who would never do stuff based on emotion would never like make entire enormous business decisions just to screw somebody over that they don't like. You know? Men would never do that, right? They're rational. And of course Yeah. <laughs> of course they would. Of course they would. Yeah. I mean look at again, uh look at Sonny. He's got a giant empire to run, but he's just as motivated by his emotions and his feelings as anybody could be. Like again, he is He essentially, I mean, he doesn't throw it away, but spoiler alert, he loses his entire empire because he needs friends, because he needs human connection. Like his, his need for human connection is his downfall. Like is his tragic Shakespearean flaw is that he can't be alone. And that's kind of amazing. Well, this whole thing, and now we're getting, like, like people
1: hopefully are going to watch the next two episodes because they can't wait to figure out what we're talking about.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, and what's but, interesting in this one is, so, um the, we we did the Paul thing. All right. We explained how this was all a plan of Sonny's to get at Paul. And, again, this is the first we've seen of Sonny as a guy who's planning out, who's not just reacting to what Paul is doing, Paul and Sid are doing. Like, he has his own moves, and this is the first time we're seeing that, which is kind of great. Uh, but then, of course, we finally get the scene uh, we've been waiting for, where Vinny goes and he confesses to his mother, because of course he has to confess to his mother. <laughs> of course he does. So he confesses to his mother. He admits that he's he's never been a crook. He was always working for the FBI, and she immediately forgives him. But what he doesn't know is that Frank knew he was going to do this. Yep. And so Frank sent lifeguard in to bug his mother's room and hey really good scene really really good (laughs) scene of that when when lifeguard comes back and plays frank the tape and frank's like oh god we've just blown this entire organization and then lifeguard's like here's a second tape and the second tape has her saying get out of the room and he gets out of the room yeah so he cut everything between her saying get out of the room and him closing the door. And uh-huh. and of course Frank is offended by this. This isn't regulations. Vinny has violated a thing. We have to shut this down. And Dan Burroughs, that's Lifeguard's real name, is saying, It's up to you. You know, you don't you don't get to say, I've given you another option. You don't get to say you don't have any choice here if you want to pull Vinny out and wrap this up and destroy his career, you're going to have to make the decision to do that. And it's a real crappy thing for lifeguard to do to Frank.
1: Well, yes, but, and, but, but then, he had to. yeah, but he, but he had to do it. Well, and the thing is, is that um, then you get the Carlotta and Sonny,
0: yes you know likely your best scene in the entire episode okay and
1: that happens before Frank makes the decision
0: oh no absolutely no 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 but uh, I'm just saying he's been put in that situation yeah Yeah, but then so finally we get the scene we've been waiting for the bug is still working the bug's still in place we get the scene we've been waiting for which is Sonny you know meeting Carlotta for the first time and it's great she completely covers for her son beautifully she says there's nothing to be offended, like, she meant no offense, but she always pays her own way of the world, and she, she just wouldn't accept any charity from him. And it's just, she handles it so beautifully.
1: Yeah, Sonny doesn't, still doesn't like it when he leaves, but he accepts it.
0: Yeah, because, but he accepts it.
1: Because he's, she's like his mother.
0: Exactly, and again, he's a mama's boy too. Just yes. like just like Vinny. He has the exact same relationship with these Italian mothers, right, and their sons. Like they, they have the same mother. Well, in a lot of well, ways. Sonny
1: is also the youngest son. Yeah, yeah, he's, Dave he's the baby. Like, Look
0: at how much see, older Dave is.
1: Dave, D- Dave he's is like, like Pete. Pete. Yeah, and he takes over the business, and he's responsible. And in Carlotta's world, Pete went into the business, which is the church, the church. right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and no, who and knows? That's I'm sure connection. that. Had Carlotta stayed in Italy, there might have been some some real serious thinking about going into the church herself and becoming a nun. I yeah, oh no, she's definitely
0: that type. I mean, after yeah. uh, what do you call it? After she broke up with her first boyfriend in Sicily, which is something that's yeah. going to come up again. Uh-huh. You're right. If she hadn't had the option to move to America, she might have gone to the church. That she definitely is that religious and yes. that you know valuing the church.
1: Yes so whereas whereas sunny and dave like like they're mirroring these two families oh yeah very clearly and and um so you have right in the crime family but it's still a family business yes it's still based on rules as we're going to find out next episode yep right that there are these structures and these rules and you're seeing the the tension between the old world or the old values and the new values are happening even in the mob as they are in the rest yeah. of the world. Oh yeah. Things you are know, changing in the everywhere. world.
0: That and that's gonna come up a bunch in the show about how the yeah, mob is. I mean is changing. it,
1: it I, this show handles all of that stuff so well um that I'm not sure how many people actually saw that like i haven't bothered reading anything academic whether it's ever been discussed academically um but yeah i mean it's 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 a well i mean it's a show it's a godfather it is
0: well no you say tighter it is it is longer than the godfather but it's like
1: but it's tighter
0: it is tighter you're right it is tighter than the godfather which has a ramble a 70s rambliness to it that uh this this show (laughs) the action drives on this show yeah, like the act, yeah. like we are always rocketing forward on this show in a way that you're right. Yes. The world of the Godfather about very much the similar things, and I mean, we
1: never got Marlon Brando sitting in his. Well, actually, we do get something similar, but again, yeah. it's tighter and simpler.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, and that's and what I love about this episode is it manages to do an episode where there's nothing to solve, there's no threat to resolve. No, it is entirely an episode about these characters and their relationships, Mm -hmm. but it still manages to teach us huge things. Like it's just about Vinny and his mother, but it still teaches us things about Sonny and how Sonny's world works. We're still learning about the mob and we're still getting big moves in the mafia storyline, even when we spend a whole episode with Vinny and his mother. Mm -hmm. And and right at the end of the episode, Frank goes to Daryl, his boss, Mm-hmm. And he hands over the doctored tape. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't want to leave this for Daryl to decide. Because he doesn't trust Daryl and he doesn't like Daryl. No. And Nobody does.
1: No, as it turns out,
0: Daryl's oh, yeah, not as we'll bad as there. they think he is. But No, he's worse than they think he is. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll get there. But uh, this is,
1: no, I mean, it is, it it sets us up. It sets yeah. us up. And actually, the, that's the funny thing is that the next episode, because we're now moving into the second episode. A deal's
0: a deal. Episode a deal's two. a deal, which also sets us up for the last two episodes. Oh, it's like, beautiful. It, it's go, it goes right into it.
1: You know, like it is, from my perspective, when I think that this is only uh, nine episodes long.
0: It's crazy that there's crazy. only nine episodes that, in yeah, the. That Steel our, s- for how much they, yeah, that
1: they have. They set everybody out.
0: Yeah,
1: They've structured everything, and you know, and so and so does this this episode one. It's so you it know, deals a efficient. deal.
0: All right, so the episode is a deal's a deal, and we open with. Uh, and by the way, the reason this episode works as well as it does. And I will, I will, you know, die on this hill. The reason the world episode works as well as it does is Johnny Romanowski, the character we're meeting for the first time. Uh-huh. It's a good song. Yes. He has it, like, it's so rare that when there's a song in a TV show that's a hit song that the characters have to be associated with, that it's, like, a good song. But this really is a catchy song. They managed to write a song that's just a very good song that you could believe would be. In the late '80s, in the world of Bruce Springs, in the New Jersey world of Bruce Springsteen and John Bon Jovi, this guy fits right in. Yeah, like he really does. It's believable. So the episode open opens with this guy singing his song, uh, like singing a song in front of a crowd that's loving it, and in the back of the room, uh, <laughs> Sonny is having words with somebody we don't know. And he throws that guy out and he yells to the guy on the stage upstairs. Well, he mouths upstairs now to have a conversation. And we find out this is Joey Romanowski, who is a like a bar crooner who is in his 40s. He's in the down end of his career. He's suddenly got a hit. Right, He suddenly, you know, miraculously has this hit. And he wants to take a year off of his contract with Sonny. And he wants to go out and tour with his song, make himself a million dollars, and like move up to the next level. But the problem is, Sonny's got an exclusive contract with him for the next couple of years to play in the hotel, and uh, and he doesn't want to let him out of it. <laughs> and so yeah. Vinny says, "This is a, uh, but I mean, this could be good for us, you know." Joey Romanowski he goes off, he plays a bunch of stadiums, he comes back, he's a bigger draw, and as Sonny says. He's not coming back. No. You know, if he goes out and starts playing stadiums, do you think he's going to come back to Atlantic City? As Vinny, there's a lot
1: about the world Vinny doesn't know, even yeah. when he, you know. Yeah, is, exactly. is, yeah because they can't. No. You know? Can he, and and it's okay was, that he doesn't know this. That I mean, yeah, that's the okay. beauty of it. Nobody expects him to know this. But it's, it's uh, yeah, and it's the reality of it. You know, and he's so tied up in lawsuits by the time the lawsuits yeah. are handled. He'll have made his money. He'll have been doing his well, and thing.
0: And the funny thing is he and lays he out. We get this scene where, um, where uh, Sonny lays out exactly what's going to happen, which mm-hmm. is he's going to go off and he's going to find a manager. And he's, if he wants to play all these gigs, he's going to need a manager and the manager is going to tell it, say, I know a lawyer and I can break a contract with Sonny and he's going to be caught up in lawsuits. And it's like, and nobody's going to make any money. It's going to destroy his career. He's not going to make any money. Sonny's not going to make any money. It's just going to ruin everything for everybody, all because this guy isn't living up to his deal. And the thing is, Sonny's not wrong. Unless, well, because we see that uh, that uh, Joey. Sonny's
1: is, not wrong because Sonny won't
0: let him go. Well, that's what I was about to say. We see that Joey literally has the the kind of level of ambition and desperation to finally be a success that Sonny is talking about. There's like this will to succeed that is exactly what Sonny's talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, like, unless Sonny were to, like you say, just let him go. What Sonny predicts is what's uh, definitely going to happen. And as Sonny says, like, they're capitalists. You know, <laughs> he can never but, leave a dollar on the table.
1: But the, the, I mean, here, here is mine, though, that some of this, though, is ego. Because, oh, absolutely. Because Sonny could have renegotiated the contract and kept him on the string, allowing him to go out. Yeah. And do these big venues and send he a couple of his own guys with it. his yeah. own guys with joey
0: joey to manage him yeah he he could yep. have done that he well, could have
1: he could have done it but he doesn't want it he doesn't want to make one iota he no. is a and and that would have made sunny more money yep joey probably wouldn't have had another you know joey probably couldn't have tolerated yeah you know um the the touring thing because he was never used to it he can't live up to it he thinks he wants it but he's like he thinks he wants it he thinks this is his time to make a lot of money sonny should have just let him go with all of these strings attached because he could have kept it he could have just restructured the contract not the way joey wanted it or joey's manager wanted it yeah but he could have okay i'll get you a new manager And you're going to have to have a couple of my guys around,
0: you know? And the crazy part is. I'll get you a lawyer. And Joey makes a pretty big mistake. Yeah. Because the weird part (gasps) is you're right that he could have done that. Yeah. But the problem is like, and Vinny might've been able to even talk Sonny into that over a larger amount of time. Right. Yeah. Right. Over a larger amount of time. But unfortunately, Joey goes goes to Philadelphia. He's and got a gig in Philadelphia. So he's like, oh, I'll go talk to to Mahoney and ask him to talk to Sonny Foreman. <sighs> and then, first off, you get um the most obvious visual uh I mean not even <laughs> joke, but it's like visual storytelling in the entire series. Like it's it's <laughs> thuddingly obvious, but I love it. Which mm-hmm. is Joey is walking down the, like we open with a shot of the Capitol in um Philadelphia, because of course, you know, birthplace of American democracy. And then we get Crack literally Bell. just uh, yeah, the the, yeah, the Liberty Bell and such. And then you get this this shot of just the courthouse with the word justice right in front of it, which is so beautiful. And then you cut right to Joey walking into uh Mahoney's place, and you're like, oh, okay, he wants justice. That's why they showed us that shot. He's looking for what he's owed. And of course, we get this beautiful scene of again what mobsters are like. You get this beautiful scene of him walking in, right? Uh, Like him telling you, here, to eat your, like getting himself a sandwich and talking buddy-buddy with Joey. And then the hardest cut imaginable to him in Sonny's office, just screaming at him, saying, Why does this guy think that he can come to my place and ask me to, like, undercut you? Like, what kind of an organization are you running here that people think they can get away with that? You know, exactly. I'm like, damn! Mm-hmm. But the
1: thing is, is that he does... I mean, there are a couple of things here. Number yeah. one, Mahoney does try to talk Joey into just yeah. staying. Oh, absolutely. He does. And then like, when he sees Joey's not going to, he says, okay, I'll see what I can do. And then you get the cut, right? Yeah. And and his. Laying into Sonny. The funny thing is, is I'm not sure that it's because he thinks Sonny is weak that Joey is doing this. Joey is doing this because he thinks Sonny is wrong. Yeah. It's, there's a big difference there. Oh, exactly. But and what, to, he, what to people like Mahoney, is saying,
0: it he, just he, looks like weakness.
1: Well, yeah. And he also thinks that, yes, yeah, Sonny should. Be able to scare the scare the bejesus out of
0: yeah, some guy out of yeah, Joe like, out
1: of some guy
0: out of Joey. Like. Well,
1: technically, I suppose he could, yeah, um, but some, but you know, he never got a real chance
0: to. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Had had Joey been more patient, you know, had mm-hmm. had Joey been more patient and not gone to Mahoney, this, it could have been worked out. But it's like you've got all of these egos running into each other. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's incredibly important for what we'll find out in the next episode. Like the reason that one of the reasons that Mahoney is so like worried about how Sonny is seen is mm-hmm. at, like, it seems like he's just screaming at him. But there's actually a concrete reason for that, that mm-hmm. we don't find out until next week. And again, it shows like it's the you the way the show actually manages to set up stuff beautifully because I've complained before. Right? I've complained before, right here on this podcast, like that there are characters we should have met earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, there are characters who should have showed up earlier. Teresa, who first shows up in this episode, we probably should have met earlier. You know? Mm-hmm. We pro- I think it would have helped if we met Teresa a little earlier. The it's girl's son problem. is going to marry. Exactly. The girl's son so is going to marry. So <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> no, therefore, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, it's like I really think we it would have helped if we had met her a little earlier, right, and that's not um that's not a big issue, but it is it is i would say I would argue it's an it's kind of an issue on the show but here you elegantly have them setting up something with Mahoney's behavior that you won't understand for another episode, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even look like they're setting something up where where it looks like we're watching just a disagreement disagreement between mobsters, but in fact. There's a whole other level going on in that conversation.
1: Yeah, and it's even with Sonny and and his brother Dave, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, and then because then, oh yes, the everybody's the, afraid.
1: Of, everybody was
0: afraid of Dave. Yeah, everybody was afraid of Dave. He made you know, like, and then he and then the Dave's rifle arrives. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because Dave had ordered a uh, a rep uh, a reproduction of an old Henry rifle, the the gun that won the West. And, you know, he starts thinking about Dave and Vinny leaves so that Mahoney and uh, Sonny can just talk privately. And we we see true vulnerability from Sonny, like Mm -hmm. for the first time ever, because he he just misses his brother. But at the same time, like he's worried that he doesn't have any family left. He's the as he says, he's the last steel grave. It's just him. Dave had a daughter. So, Dave's not going to have, there's going to be no more little steel graves. Right. And that's, and he's, he's worried about his legacy. And so, and so Mahoney, Mahoney says, call
1: Joey Beggs.
0: Call Joey Beggs. You know? And we don't even know what that means. Yeah. We don't even know what that means. But and we why? get And meanwhile, up in Philadelphia, uh, <laughs> Sonny, who's got people in uh, No Money Mahoney's backyard, because of course he does. Calls up his people and tell them to rough up uh, Joey so he gets the message. But here's the problem with that. The guys he calls are cops. And one of them, uh, there's two cops. And they're a little mismatched because one of them is just a guy who wants a more comfortable life and doesn't mind taking a little money on the side to get it. And the other one is an actual psychopath Mm -hmm. who has become a corrupt cop because he likes the thrill of being a corrupt cop. And that guy goes way too far and shatters Joey's larynx. Oh. And, yeah. And so, boom. It's all over. His career has been destroyed. His life has been destroyed. and And right away, he knows that Sonny's responsible. And he knows, and the worst part is, the guy is so loves living on the edge and so loves insanity that he responded to the call. Yeah. Of about the guy that he just crippled. Yeah. And so as a consequence, Joey actually knows who did it. Not only does he know Sonny's responsible, he knows who did it. And here's where we get to the one weak part of the episode. And it's not a it's not a huge weak part, but it's a weak part of the episode. And that is that Frank starts acting like this is the break they've been waiting for, and now they can finally get Sonny. Because Sonny, uh, because the guy got beat up in Philadelphia, so necessarily, uh, you know, Mahoney? No Money Mahoney was in on it, meaning they can get them on interstate uh, conspiracy to commit a crime as long as they have the corrupt cops to testify. And it's, it's a weird scene, because we know for a fact Mahoney was not involved in the crime at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he tipped him off, but they're never going to be able to prove that. So it's like, it's this weird moment where the show starts, like, tries to act as if this could be the thing that gets them. But it's like, as they've said before, they could put Sonny in jail at any moment. At any moment, Sonny can get thrown in jail. That's not a problem. That what they want is the whole organization, Mm -hmm. right? From top to bottom, they want the commission taken down.
1: Yeah, and, and that includes Patrice, and that, and includes, that includes Joey Beggs, and, and, and that Joey includes- And Joey
0: and Manza, the character, will meet next week. Yeah. Right? There's all sorts of other things. So it's like, the idea that beating up one guy in an alley is going to somehow bring down both Mahoney and Steelgrave, like, it's an attempt to put stakes on this and make the episode seem like- the most vitally important part of the plot and so it's more dramatic when you get to the ending which is very dramatic don't get me wrong uh it's it's a great ending to an episode but like i don't think this episode earns the stakes because you don't really believe at any time that this is a serious enough crime that he's going to be able to get everybody
1: well if he hasn't been gotten before why would he get with this one
0: yeah exactly for heaven's
1: sakes if if it looked like those cops are going to be found out Sunny's going to go off and and make sure
0: that they don't oh god, talk. absolutely. Yeah. They you know? no, they're, they're going to get taken care of.
1: Like yes, I know that it 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 was that week.
0: That's the one week part of the episode.
1: Of the episode, partly it's even weak because you don't need it. Now, I who knows what went through Canell's mind or whatever to decide that that had to be there, that the, that stake had to be there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but it didn't need to even be there.
0: No, no, no.
1: I'm sure they could have filled that sort of minute and a half with
0: I know, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And we learned something fascinating about, um, what do you call it? Uh, There's this connection between, not necessarily a propensity for violence, but it's like being a violent person and law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And we learned something key this week. Because, so, of course, uh, Frank... Goes to check on the uh, the cops who, you know, grabbed Joe, pulled Joey out of the alley because uh-huh. they wrote uh, the the villainous cop, the psycho cop, who, by the way, is the dad from The Wonder Years.
1: Uh-huh. I know our young yes, listeners
0: won't know this, but there is an incredibly popular show called The Wonder Years about a kid growing up in the, the 60s, right? Starring, and this is where Fred Savage, if you know him is from he's from the show the wonder years and it was narrated by daniel stern i mean it's an okay show perfectly good show uh but the dad from that show is the murderous cop this week Mm. and this is like literally he would have been auditioning for the wonder years while doing this job like that's how close it was time wise
1: and people will remember he was in gotham too wasn't he
0: oh i think so i mean he's been in a ton of shows oh he's been in a ton
1: of shows afterwards
0: oh yeah no no he's been in yeah. a huge number of shows uh dan loria is his name and he's like yes. had a he's... very active career but it's like most known as the dad of the wonder years and this is a job he got right before then continuing the casting coups on uh on the part of wise guy mm-hmm. which is only going to amp up further very soon uh we we all know who we're talking about and where that's coming <laughs> it's
1: gonna be so weird but anyway let's go all
0: right so he goes to confront them and they're unbelievably suspicious and so right away he knows uh like he knows that these are the guys who tuned up joey romanowski Mm -hmm. and they definitely did it on sonny's orders because Vinny told him that they did it on sonny's orders so now they got two corrupts they uh, cops they can take down as well the problem is the psycho cop dan loria immediately senses, like, immediately gets that they've been compromised. hmm So he, uh, <laughs> so he decides to follow Frank and see what he does and who he talks to, and he gets surveillance photos of him talking to Vinny at an old abandoned factory that they meet at. Uh, so he calls up Vinny and says, okay, uh, I got pictures of Frank McPike meeting with somebody. I'm going to send them over to you. He's investigating the whole Joey Romanowski thing. So uh, Sonny says, don't, you know, don't drop things off. Don't send things. I will have someone pick them up for you. What are you, uh, what are you, crazy? And so then we get the beautiful scene where they've got a picture of Vinny meeting with Frank and Vinny comes to pick up the picture. (laughs) It's a very funny scene. I know. It was very, very funny. Such a good scene. And then you got the one cop who's like, oh, we're going to jail for the rest of our lives. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. This is, this it's... is completely, it's all falling apart. Of course, Dan Lore is like, does not willing to accept that because, you know, like all psychopaths, he is a 100% sure he can succeed always. And so he's like, no, we'll f- sort this out. So he calls up, uh, he calls up Sonny and says, "I need to bring these to you in person. Someone very close to you is in uh is, has got a we got a picture of you with someone very close to you talking to the f b i which is nice and of course, the other cop is knows that none of this can end well, so he calls Frank and wants to make a deal, and this is where we get something that I want to know if they intended it or not, because earlier in this episode, we learn that Frank's dad was a violent drunk. Yeah. And then, and it goes back to, is law enforcement just a thing we've set up so that violent men will have a job opportunity that's approved of by society?
1: Well, one has one asked that question about war.
0: Yeah, as well. Exactly. Like
1: that debt, it's a way to control violence
0: yeah and give them an outlet for it
1: yeah i mean it was very different in you know because there's a certain level of violence that needs needs to be encoded in some ways genetically when you're running around in
0: the bush <laughs> absolutely you, you know? need to be capable of a certain amount of violence earlier in our evolutionary history
1: uh, like, and it's not even against other humans it's against nope. all of these other predatory animals Just to survive right? to survive yeah. the predator the problem is is that some of that remains sometimes and there's a whole group of people right that yeah you need that seem to be violent. I don't know that they're born because this gets into that argument about people
0: being What born, do we expect from men, yes.
1: What <laughs> we expect from men and and that's this that argument, right? That, Absolutely. yes, well, you had to be a certain way to because of the predators. It's mm-hmm. about everything. It's like, you know, they can say they can find a place in the brain that codes for uh, religious beliefs because it brings together communities. Yeah however so, today likewise, what it's is there, doing is separating communities well, but but at the time at one time yeah but it is
0: necessary at, for that purpose yeah
1: totally yes and now there are just too many people but yes if you think about it think about some of the you know the warlords and the rest of it yes my lord i don't mm-hmm. think they set up police for that i don't think that's why police were set up um, but, but i it do certainly think has
0: worked out that way
1: no but what i would tell you and not all policemen are like that of
0: course not, but i would policemen. tell you
1: Vinny is is the poster boy for that he be, he yeah. believes in being a man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a man has to take care of things and a man can you know but mama says you can't have a gun and you can't beat anybody up and you can't do this and you can't do that but he's got to be a man, sure yeah. and he's got you know he he believes all of this mm-hmm. stuff about what makes the man a man yes it's a logical place for him to go and he would have been. and he was recruited he didn't go looking he was recruited out of Fordham yeah
0: and um, what interests me. Well, I mean but he always Okay, wanted so to FBI. so he
1: but he gravitates to it, right? Oh he does. He just gravitates to it because and yes, was... he can legally
0: Well, and I'm wondering in the scene, we find out that Frank's dad was a drunk. Yeah. And then we see him being more violent than he needs to be. Yeah. With the That's... corrupt cop. Well, and yes, you but... wonder if no, but I'm just saying you wonder Does, like, is this a personality trait that all of these cops have?
1: Well, no. Well, I I think what happens is is that, look, if you grow up in an alcoholic family and the rest of it, there there are different ways to go, right? Yeah. And a lot of people go, and particularly men, go into the military, go into the police, like, and the FBI, all of these things because... They offer stability, structure, rules, right? Everything that they've never had all their life and in, in their lives, and they don't know how to get. And you can say that about people who go even into the church. Yeah. At least in Western societies, we we I, I'm only going to say that this holds for Western societies because different cultures handle these issues in different ways. Um, yeah. And their religious systems handle these issues in different ways. Our religious system, um, you know, and if you're not going to follow and it's hard to follow those sometimes the rules, right? Well yeah. I mean we have a legal system that puts them um mm-hmm. sometimes into the military rather than into jail, or it used to. Right? Yeah, and that's so-
0: that's a terrifying idea. Like Well the, yeah, that but they're sometimes
1: like, they have minor they have they have minor infractions and the rest of it. Okay, you won't have a record, but you have to go serve. Oh, no,
0: no, I get that. I'm saying the terrifying part is it's like, you know, you could have sent them off to learn how to be a farmer. Like, you didn't have to send them to a place where they get guns and get encouraged to kill people.
1: Well, it's That's not... That's my
0: issue with it.
1: Yeah, no, no, yes, but the idea is that you you are offering massive amounts of structure in the rest of it that's
0: true and
1: and going and working on the farm isn't going to do that because you can run away anytime you want yes you know in a way that
0: you very much can't if you find yourself in you know uh, some ridiculous part of germany like working at a military base you can't exactly run off (laughs) yeah i mean and you're training yeah, of course.
1: Right? I mean, that's the whole point. You're training in the military. So, yeah. No,
0: yeah, no, you're absolutely it's, right.
1: And and when I think about that sort of things, you know, or, I mean, the other option, of course, what did the British Empire do originally, you know, once, once they found Australia, so they took their criminals. Okay, well, you can go to jail or you can go to Australia. Yeah. Okay.
0: It it's became true. a
1: penal col- colony for the British Empire, right?
0: No, yeah. And I mean, hell, America was too back in the day. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it didn't last that way very long. No, it didn't
0: last as long no, as it no, 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 no,
1: because it was too rich and there was
0: too much to. Oh, yeah. They ended gain. up finding it. They ended up finding quite a bit they could gain there. No, but it's just fascinating because the way they characterize these cops, because think about, like, have we had one, like, we're nine episodes into this show. Have we had one, like, not. Caw-eyed and questioning authority presentation of cops even one because now again like now frank's just casually beating people up which he always did like the, he is he is more willing to use violence casually than he should be as a cop right in the first episode we met those two new jersey city cops who will uh, like yeah they're trying to take down mobsters, but they enjoy abusing their authority at the same time like they are they are being thrilled but they have the a act.
1: license to do that
0: that's but that's my point
1: yeah they of course
0: they're i'm saying they're approved i obviously i'm saying that society is approving of what they do they absolutely are but what fascinates me right is the idea that that's the only version of cops we see what have we seen well, in each episode but in the, like in the first episode we got you know butcher the cop that like the cop who abuses the authority and likes it in the, like right after that, we've got uh, the, the horrible way Karen Malloy is treated by the New Jersey city police department. Right. Trying to best do her best. She's a woman. Ex- well, that's my point. Like they're really treated. You've got the state's attorney who's clearly doing this more for political uh, ambition than he is for caring about taking down mobsters. Right. Then it, like every time we see the cops, Right, but isn't it? But isn't it
1: a reality? I mean, what, I'm what are you not talking about? The world isn't
0: the world isn't blue bloods. I know, well, I know that, but I'm just saying, how <laughs> rare is it to see that in a cop show? This is a cop show from yeah. the '80s that is surprisingly anti-cop. Yeah, like literally, and that will continue as well. Like, there's the scene where Vinny gets arrested. And the cop comes in to, quote unquote, bring him uh, something to drink and throws water all over him and says, whoops, I spilled it. Because cops will always casually abuse their power in the world of this show. It's just so weird to watch. Like, how rare is it to see a cop show where it's not pro-cop?
1: Yeah, well, all I can say, right, yeah. all, I, all I can say is that if you had watched wise guy you wouldn't have been as surprised when <laughs> when all hell broke loose in, Min, in minneapolis st paul <laughs> i know
0: yeah i mean um there's, there's they get one... away with
1: it they have a they have a, a yeah. world that lets them get away with it they don't get they don't have to there pay are never a price. consequences for their there actions. are never consequences yeah, yeah the, the the cops have the rules that say you can't do this but there's never consequences when they do do this they're never fired they're never thrown out yep it's it's like in some ways it's you know i the the military too but this is all part and parcel of violence violent societies and yes i would say it's interesting that in this show and because of where it's set right yeah it's essentially because there are there are some of the arcs that we're going to see where you don't see much in the way of cops that's true okay and um so but it's because it's set in that New York, New Jersey, place where actually there are a lot of these um, hmm, uh, moral quandaries. Always, yeah. right? Because you become a cop, the other guy, you know, the guy your best friend becomes part of the mob, right? But you've been best friends since forever, and you went to high school together, and you did this, and it's oh yeah, you know, it gets very, it can get very confusing. But it's also that the idea of cops getting away with, we've talked about this in The Alienist. Yep. Right? And it is not. And then, oh, go watch uh, Ripper Street. (laughs) Yeah. If you really want to see, that's even before the time of The Alienist. Yep. You know, uh, what New York City was like. Just go watch Ripper Street. It is. It's just
0: set after the Civil War and um oh no ripper street is the one set in london well what's the one set in new york i'm trying to remember the name well it starts with an r as well yeah no no i know we both know the show we're talking about because we both watched and loved it but ripper street is the one set in london after you know jack the ripper hence the title yeah uh and it's all about but i mean it's they're basically the same show they're both about what corrupt and bizarre organizations the london and new york police departments were Yeah. Well, no, and I I think that's what's interesting is like we always talk about Wise Guy as being uh, as being so groundbreaking because of the way it uh, it created long form storytelling in television, Uh right? And it's like you can say, "Well, soap operas," and I'm like, "Shut up! I'm making a (laughs) point about I'm making a point about prestige dramas here. Don't start talking about soap operas, okay?" Uh, but anyway, we, we always talked about <laughs> how unique it is for that reason. Copper. But it's I, called Copper. <laughs> copper, thank you. I couldn't remember. It wasn't called Ripper, it was called yeah, Copper. No, Ripper Street is the other street. Yeah. the other street. yeah But anyway, but my point is, right, like like until this time watching it, until watching it with you now for this podcast, I've never sat down and thought about how incredibly skeptical because like I know that it has a lot to say because it says it very openly in the third season and in a series, in an arc I'm more fond of than you are. It gets very open about what the government is for and what the government means. But watching it this time with you, I'm really stunned by how much it has to say about all forms of authority. Mm -hmm. Like, whether it's the mob or the cops, this show is incredibly skeptical that these, these forms of authority have any right to exist and screw with people's lives. Like, there is there is a cockeyed worldview aimed at, like, stuff we're supposed to take, that all Western media is supposed to take for granted. You know? <laughs> like, you don't see Captain America saying maybe we shouldn't have a military. Right? <laughs> but at the same time, you got this cop show that's very, very wary about the whole idea of cops and is supposed to be just about a guy taking down the mob and it's about a guy finding out that there is, that everyone is corrupt, that corruption is everywhere and you can't escape it. Like, but Frank already the show, knows I that. think. Well, yeah, Frank already knows that, but it, Vinny, it's a surprise to Vinny and I honestly don't think it's the show that uh, CBS, no, ABC thought they were, bomb- no, CBS, thought they were buying
1: oh of right? course I, it wasn't the show they thought they'd be Re- remember come on you you yeah, know what know. they pitched you know what they pitched to the to, <laughs> yeah, to the to the people in the in in the to the suits yeah. let you know what they pitched to the suits because the suits can't read yeah. <laughs> god i mean i every time <laughs> okay, i think about this
0: true.
1: you know um the, I mean, you have to pitch something to the suits that they will understand and that fits in their preconception.
0: Yeah, you don't like tell them can, what
1: you're really going to do,
0: and an maybe, you maybe you get away with it. Godfather,
1: don't
0: and they pitched an action version of the Godfather, and instead they got this really amazing look yeah. at cor at like the core of American corruption. Well,
1: no, and and the FBI. Let's 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 remember the FBI. I mean, you have Vinny as this. You know, mm-hmm. naive kid. Yep. And and he's in a candy store. Yeah. And wherever he is, he's always in a candy store. Three like like this is three seasons.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: probably set over five to ten years. I'd I say
0: five or six years. I would say okay. five or six years.
1: Okay, well let's do five or six probably years. Probably not five sure.
0: to ten, but yes, definitely. Well, I'm six I'm years. thinking
1: there has to be sometimes more time to to well, no, kind well, of we'll,
0: We'll we'll address that at the end of this arc. Uh,
1: Yeah, but what happens, right? mm -hmm. But what happens is is that he's this, and he doesn't learn. And he doesn't learn. And he doesn't learn. He just doesn't seem, he can't, he has been branded and bonded and brainwashed with everything from his Catholicism and his Americanism. Yeah. Right?
0: I mean he's one of these people who believes in the immigrant dream. American exceptionalism. Anybody can make it in America. All of that stuff.
1: He believes all of it. And yeah everybody's he's he's he believes Capra's Mr. Smith goes to Washington yeah. and you set him in a world where his well Frank knows how mm-hmm. naive he is. Yeah. Um and Frank, of course, grew up with an alcoholic father yeah and i will tell you that vinnie grew up with a mother who covered for every bad thing his father ever did absolutely you know i mean heaven forbid he his father was anything but you know a saint a saint yeah you know particularly since he died early
0: yeah, yeah and fairly died, early. well yeah not fair i mean vinnie was 20 before he died but yeah,
1: yeah but you know i mean
0: but yeah, that is pretty young. Like, I mean, that that means he died when he was like 48 or something or 50. Not even
1: that, because I think that he and Carlotta yeah. probably got married pretty young.
0: Yeah, but I'm just saying based on Vinny's age. Cause remember, oh there's oh a yeah, Vinny's, the, between, second He's yeah, the, Vinny's second the second one. Yes. Yeah, the second child. Yeah, I was just thinking based on Vinny's age. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh no it's it's very interesting so let's just wrap up the end of this episode which is <laughs> yeah. i mean we will have a tangent there but i think it's it's important to what this show is trying to do yeah it's pause and acknowledge these tangents and it's like this is a show like again it was doing what the i mean it's not doing exactly what the wire did but it's taking that same like you look at something like mypd blue right Mm-hmm. where it is it is this gritty look and there were corrupt cops and blah 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 blah. but fundamentally it's a show about how the world is made of chaos and there are heroic men who have to fight against everything to try and keep the world safe for the normal people mm-hmm. you know like that is fundamentally what and you give them the, it the, back. yeah and you give them the right to do things that are outside
1: of the normal accepted rules of behavior to save you exactly i mean but ultimately you see but that's basically what the mafia would argue and go back go back and like not today it's not so much but but you would go back and read i keep bringing it up right the madonna of
0: 115th street there was a time at which the mafia was necessary because the cops were just another gang. And again, if you watch blue bloods, the cops kind of are just another gang. Well no no no
1: no no I know, no, I know. No no no
0: in blue bloods I no know, no, I know. no 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 they're wonderfully they are perfect and they could never do anything. Well wrong. no no and cops they... can never fail you. You can fail cops.
1: And when and when the cops do make a mistake Sometimes they do. They have to back down. Like sometimes I watch these things and wonder how the hell they're going how the hell Tom is going to solve this one today. But of course he has God on his side. That's true. And he is Irish Catholic.
0: You know? And every time by the way, um every episode, (laughs) every episode of Blue Bloods should be legally required to start with the disclaimer. And the disclaimer should read the New York police department (laughs) has a $120 million annual fund to pay for all of the people that pay the legal sentiments against all of the people whose civil rights they violate. (laughs) And that should have to be at the start of every episode. And you don't have to make the episode (gasps) about that. It should
1: be after (laughs) that. Like, you know, the law and order. Boom.
0: Boom. And it's like, oh, by the way. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because law and order is. Show, a shoot. not insignificant portion of the of the non insignificant portion of NYPD's budget is paying for lawsuits for all the civil rights they violate. Hey, I tell you, blue bloods is so stars. freaking funny.
1: In it some is. ways, it is. is. Sometimes I really wonder how they're going to handle things. And I tell you, they they walk a tight line. They yeah. they're not doing too badly given given it's New York City, but. <laughs> anyway they're
0: doing their best all right so um we want course, to get to the this end point frank, this. Has out, uh, frank has found out a frank has found out about pictures so he crafts a fake version right yes with uh, a fake version <laughs> where patrice is meeting with him which is actually pretty nice i really like that and at the same time uh don baglia has said to sunny uh there's this right hand man guy who's standing next to you and doing all your business He's not even a made man. And, uh... He has and, as, to. Well, and uh, the thing is, Sonny says, don't worry about Vinny, he's already made his bones. If that's, uh, if that's a term you're not familiar with, it means that he, can, he has killed someone for the business. Yeah. He has killed someone for business reasons, meaning we can trust him. Like, yeah. he is all in. That is what major bones mean. That's going to come up again in the show. So I thought I'd just explain it now. And and Don Bagley's like, no, we have traditions for a reason. Traditions bind us together, which is what we've been talking about this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we've been talking about it, because it was actually relevant to this episode. You need to create up the, uh, like, people need, I'm not saying they need to be controlled, but seem to thrive in societies when they have defined roles. Mm-hmm. And that, and there are people who that is the worst thing for, but there are a lot of people. Who are more comfortable that way. And that is why we have made up countries, you know, like that yeah. is why we created countries to create an us versus them thing. So we can better organize ourselves. And he's like, and he says, and this is the key part, the rituals matter because yeah, it's what they, yeah, the rituals matter because it's how we all agree we're on the same team. And so they go and they're going to have, they're going to make him a made man, right? They're going to go, they're going to do the ceremony. And then we get Maybe one of the best scenes in the first arc of Wise Guy. Different dawns disagreeing <laughs> over what the ceremony should be. should be. No, it's fire. No, it's blood. No, it's nice. not. Yeah, it's fire. I've done this a hundred times. English. Then you've done no, it wrong a hundred it. times. It's so, I mean, it's it was such a really good scene. Good scene right? It's such a good scene. And so the ruling is he has to both. Do uh, both. He has to both. Uh, hold a burning paper in his hand and recite an oath and then have his trigger the trigger finger pricked
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's so good and then mahoney is both their goombas
0: yeah uh, mahoney Mahoney gets 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 made his mentor uh which is being his goomba his godfather you know the guy he goes to check with if he has any issues the guy whose job it is to show him the ropes of being and since he's already going to harry yeah, since he's already, he's already buddies with Harry and Sonny is also, uh, he's also Sonny's Goomba. So you put those together and you're like, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So they walk outside and the, the psycho cop has murdered his partner because he found out about the Switch. Yeah. Because he's, he's gone completely off the rails at this point. He knows uh-huh. he's driving for a wall and he just wants some money to try and make a getaway. And then we get a uh, another fantastic scene. <laughs> Where he walks out and he tries to give it and then Joey, who's been fallen this time, shoots him to death and he goes to shoot Sonny, but the cops shoot Sonny. I'm oh, sorry, the cops yeah. shoot Sonny. The cops shoot Joey to save Sonny's life because, again, they have to. They have these this set of rules they follow and no matter what he wants to do. And then we get this great shot by Jonathan Banks of him uh, picking up the photographs and walking away. Mm-hmm. And uh, we finally meet Sonny's lawyer. This is the only scene Sonny's lawyer <laughs> is in in everyone? the entire show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ketcher, the the lawyer we've heard about this whole time. It's the only scene he's in in the entire show. He demands the pictures back because they're Sonny's legal property. And it, so, it's actually a really good beast bit of physical work because we watch Frank walk away and put the envelope in his right inside breast pocket. Right. And then storm back to uh, Sonny. And put take the new envelope out of his left inside breast pocket. Yeah. And it's it's a really good, like, little bit of physical action that Jonathan Banks does there. I uh, love watching it. Yeah. And so now Sonny's got the fake photos of Frank McPike meeting with Patrice. Paul Patrice. And you're like, okay, well, does he believe it? You know, what is going on there? Does he believe it? Does he think this could be actually happening? It's, it's a really good scene. And like I said, this episode has one week part. But I think it's my one of my favorite episodes in the show, simply because it does such an incredible job of deepening this world and setting up the last two episodes of the season. Yeah, right? it it's, does. It's an amazing episode. Uh, yeah,
1: and it, it's it's a full setup for what's going to happen yeah. in two episodes. I I mean, it's still over the ever, next. Two I think about what's going to happen in the next two episodes. I'm going. It, it It is
0: truly amazing. The The writing on this was just stunning. <laughs> well, and I'm going to tell you a true story from the writer's room that I, I learned by watching a, like one of the special features with Stephen Canale. Mm-hmm. So apparently they got to this episode and they knew what they were going to have to write next. Yeah. Was, like what they would have to beat out was the next two episodes. And they apparently had like real arguments in the writer's room talking about this and it's like this has been so good this is going so well these scripts are so great are we sure we want to end the Sunny (laughs) storyline? are we sure we can't keep doing this for the rest of the season and just push the end of the Sunny storyline to the end of the year? and apparently Stephen J. Cannell said like I get it I love Sunny too but we can't become crime stories because no. if we just hang out with Sonny for the rest of the season, at the end of the season, you know, it's gonna be a show that stars Ken Wall and oh god, how am I blanking his name at this point? Sonny. Well, yeah, Sonny. It's just... gonna be a it's gonna be a show that's equally about these two men. Yeah. If we let him run to the end of the season. Yeah, and, and how are is... we gonna get rid of Sonny then?
1: No, because how is Vinny going to be untainted? exactly if he spends
0: any more time time because again at this point in the show it's nine episodes he's been working with sunny for more than a year at least at least maybe like probably by the end of the sunny arc next week we're talking about a year and a half two years i would say i would estimate is how long he's been undercover and again you can say the show plays with those numbers and never really decides what those numbers are but i'm saying what we learn about the world, these relationships, the kind of things that happen, it's pretty clear that a much larger amount of time is passing mm-hmm. than is happening, like than within you know when you watch the shows. Because most TV shows try to be like, and then a week happened, and then a week happened, and it's like, no, Wise Guy is months between episodes. Mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating how innovative this shows. Anyway, and then at the end of the episode, we get our final kiss off is. <laughs> Sonny is back. Sunny is back auditioning a new band for the the lounge, yeah. and as he says, and he gets these kids to sign up uh, with a contract to play for five years, for you know three thousand dollars a week, which sounds like a lot when you're twenty one years old and trying to make it as a rocker. But what happens when you want a tour? What happens when you want to record? And well, we just watch a whole episode about finding out.
1: Yes, and I mean, just because Frank's an actor managed
0: to do it doesn't mean yeah. everybody can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Okay, so that has been those two episodes. We're going to be back next week for uh the marriage of hell heaven and hell and no one gets out of here alive episodes 8 and 9 and I know I say this every time we've mentioned it. It is vitally important to not watch the version of episode 9 that Paramount has. Go and watch the version that is on Canal Uh, fan fan 4587's YouTube page that has all of the original music for No One Gets Out of Here Alive. It's surprisingly important that the music be in there. And we're going to talk about why next week. We can't spoil it. We've almost spoiled it a hundred (laughs) times. Next week, we're actually going to be able to talk about it. So next week, we're going to explain why it's so important. And hopefully by then, you'll know. Uh, Okay, so in addition to that, if you have any questions or comments, you can drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you. If you're listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, you please rate and review the show, because that is how people find it. We'll be back here next week for the grand finale of the first arc in the first TV show to ever have arcs. (laughs) So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, But until then, I'm going to say that's right. Au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.